Well, hello, this is Danielle Glesney. It's just me today. Um, so I just have um, a question for us. And um, if you would like to submit a question for an episode, um, go to Imago Nutrition, I-M-A-G-O nutrition.com um, to su submit us a question that we can use for a podcast episode. Um, so the question we have today is how can I manage my weight without changing the foods that I eat? Um, so very interesting question. I think, um, first of all, it is hard to change the foods that we eat. Um, so we're not going to talk about whether or not we should change the foods that we eat. Um, so we've talked about that probably plenty of times, um, and we will probably continue to talk about that, which are, you know, nutrient dense foods and how they can make you feel. Um, but this is going to just be a episode that's a little different on not changing foods. Um, but the topic to address this question is mindful eating. Um, so I thoroughly believe, um, I've definitely witnessed it, um, that you can manage your weight um, without changing the foods that you eat. We eat for nutrition. Um, so we eat an apple because it's good for us, but we also might eat an apple because we enjoy the taste. Um, so we do need a balance on that. So we can't eat things that we don't like or that don't taste good. Um, so how can we change or manage our weight and our health without having to change you know, um, our foods? So the topic, like you said, is mindful eating. I found a really nice definition for that. Um, it is, the definition is the art of presence while eating. Um, so I think you can have the goal of being present in lots of areas in our life. And I think what happens um, in our culture is we've lost the art of being present while we're eating. We are often eating in the car, we are often eating while we're working. Um, we might be in front of a screen like the TV or our phones, tablets, whatever that might be. Um, so paying attention to our food on purpose, moment by moment, without judgment. So I think that's a really nice definition as well. Paying attention to our food on purpose, moment by moment, without judgment. Um, so this is just being really, um, conscious and, um, aware of how food is making your body feel, um, and kind of getting back to almost like we were when we were baby, um, babies don't overeat. Um, they are really good at listening to their body, knowing when they're feeling satisfied, um, and, and stopping. Um, and there's a, a balance of eating because they like it and eating because, um, it's, you know, what's provided for them. Um, so one thing to talk about briefly is just the difference between satisfied and full. Um, I had a conversation with my coworkers about this recently. Um, and it's funny, it's just a word, two different words. And to some people it means one thing and to others, it means another thing. So that's why it's important to kind of figure out what that means. So satisfied to me is stopping when you're no longer hungry. Um, so stopping 
when you're no longer hungry means you need to slow down, um, right? That uh, everyone probably knows that takes about 15 minutes for your brain to recognize when you're full. Um, so if we're eating really quickly, um, we're going to accidentally overeat. Um, so satisfied is eating until you're no longer hungry. Full is, is past that. You are like physically, you know, your stomach is descended. You're physically like uncomfortable, kind of like after Thanksgiving meals for some people. Um, so that might be like, you really, really enjoy the taste of the meal. Um, and once again, you're eating too quickly or you're not paying attention to your body and you're just really overly enjoying, um, the food, which happens to all of us. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I think it's, um, really good to think about what this mindful eating is awareness of how the food makes you feel. Um, and that's not anything, um, about the food particular when it says no judgment. Um, so we're not, you know, eating less of this food because, um, it's not good for us or eating more of this food because it is good for us. Um, just thinking about like, if you had a, a, a plate of food in front of you, um, what, you know, how much do you need? That would be kind of like figuring out the calories within the food without knowing and not caring. Does that make sense? Um, so, um, I I think Mark kind of goes a, a lot into how calories are, um, energy. Okay. So your body needs energy. And so it's kind of like, um, how much energy does my body need right now? Um, so, so not, you know, paying attention to this food has more calories. This food has less calories, but just paying attention just internally to your body. Um, so there's really three cycles of eating that I learned about that it really plays into role of this. Um, and so I just wanted to talk about those with you really quickly today. Um, one is called intuitive eating, and this is kind of like, um, how babies are and how we want to get back to, um, being like this and, um, really paying attention to our body. So intuitive is the goal eating cycle. Um, the other one is emotional eating cycle. And the last one is restrictive eating cycle. And, um, I think all of us at some point, another can fluctuate between any of these. Um, so it's just the goal of not being a hundred percent always, and the intuitive, I think that's a really great goal, but not necessarily realistic. Um, I think we, like I said, enjoy foods um, and we we need that proper balance between enjoying it and eating it until we're satisfied um, for our health. Um, so in the intuitive cycle, we're going to answer a couple questions for all of them. So what do we eat in this each of the cycles? When do we eat in each of the cycles? How and where? Um, and how much. So for, um, let's start with the emotional eating cycle. So for the emotional eating cycle, we, what we eat typically is like comfort food or what sounds good. So what sounds good for dinner? So that's kind of emotional type of, um, eating cycle is if we're talking about what sounds good, um, and, and not necessarily, um, or comfort foods. Okay. So emotional is what sounds good. 
when we eat and the emotional cycle could be all types of reasons. It could be when we're stressed, when we're happy, when we're bored, when we're lonely. Um, notice I didn't say when we're hungry. <laughs> so um, emotional eating is kind of those other times when um, we're celebrating something or we're bored or stressed or lonely. Um, how or where we eat, um, we might eat fast. We might be ashamed that we're eating because we're in front of the TV. So we might be eating quickly. We might not even notice that we're eating because we're eating in front of the TV. Um, and that kind of answers the where for that one. Um, and then emotional, how much we, we don't know how much because <laughs> we weren't hungry in the first place. Um, so that's the biggest one with the emotional, um, eating cycle. If you, if you are eating and you're like, wow, I don't really know when to stop because it tastes good. And I wasn't hungry <laughs> to start with. Um, so that's something to think about is, um, really, really key for the emotional cycle is we, we don't eat because we're hungry. We eat for other reasons. And then we don't know when to stop. Um, for the restrictive cycle, um, what we eat is what we're supposed to eat. So this is kind of like the dieting mentality of, um, we do all this research on what kind of diets are best for us. And then we eat based on those rules. So that's what for the restrictive, um, and then when for the restrictive is when we are supposed to, we're supposed to eat three meals a day, not after eight, eight, not after 8 PM, or if you're on like intermittent fasting, you know, it's maybe later in the day or earlier in the day, depending on when your eating time frame is. So restrictive when you eat is based on those rules, um, how and where that's varying as well. Um, you might eat slowly cause you're trying to pay attention, um, and you have less calories, um, or whatever that might be. Um, and then where as well, uh, could vary restrictive and how much is again by rules, um, you know, based on your height and weight and age and gender, you know, we need this many calories. So this is how much food you need. Um, so you're measuring and, um, calculating and reading labels and all of those types of things. So that's, the restrictive. Um, so I don't, I don't want to pause a little bit there. So the restricting dieting, eating cycle, um, I don't want you to think of that as bad, um, and nor with the emotional one. Okay. So we're not, um, judging these eating cycles. Um, the restrictive eating cycle can be beneficial to kind of go back to school, learn what your body needs, and then once we get off of that, we can be on the intuitive eating cycle, which I'll talk about next and maintain the weight. Okay. So, um, restrictive eating cycle is not where we should live or stay for a long period of time, but it's a good, like learning, um, behavior, uh, going to school, learning how much, you know, learning new portions. I mean, when you're exposed to all these big portions all the time, you don't know what a portion is anymore. So, um, so we do have to learn things like that. Um, learn how to read labels, learn how to measure, um, learn how to track. So the restricting of eating cycle is not bad. It's just not where we want to stay. Um, if you're going to do mindful eating habits, um, which I highly recommend. <laughs> um, and so the intuitive eating cycle, um, the what, so 
the intuitive eating cycle is eating whatever, whatever is available. It could be good foods, some people say, or it could be bad foods. I hate those words. Um, I think everyone needs all foods, um, as much variety as possible. Um, so intuitive, what is whatever. So thinking about that baby again, it's whatever the baby is provided. Um, so when, um, the intuitive eating cycle, when you have physical signs of hunger, so, you know, like you're feeling a growling in your stomach. Um, sometimes, sometimes people have a little lightheaded or, um, you know, we don't want to wait until we're overly hungry. Um, the intuitive, you know, think about a baby. If you can't let them cry and scream for, for a long period of time, they will tell you quite quickly, um, if they are experiencing those physical signs of hunger. So they don't wait too long. <laughs> um, so neither should you. Um, so listening to those first, um, hunger cues, get that meal ready, um, and eat and then how and where, so for the intuitive eating cycle, how would be slowly. Okay. Um, if you're a little bit more hungry, it might be a little more fast. Um, but once again, try not to wait until you're too hungry. Um, and then where would be somewhere you can focus? Um, so not in front of the TV, preferably at a table, um, and with company, you know, with family or friends, um, so you're kind of enjoying not just the food, but your environment as well. Um, and then with the restrictive, I'm sorry, with the intuitive, how much, okay. That's until we're satisfied. So not until we're full, um, but until we're no longer hungry. So those are the three, um, eating cycles that I found very helpful. So I hope you do as well, just to think about, you know, and, you know, am I hungry right now? That's a really good question to ask yourself. Um, when you feel like, um, you're maybe snacking at times that you don't necessarily need to like before bed. Um, typically people are snacking before bed because they're really tired and they're not hungry. Um, so one, um, nice question is, am I hungry enough to eat my least favorite food? Um, so if you're hungry enough to eat your least favorite food, that is physical hunger. And if you're not hungry enough to eat your least favorite food, that's mind hunger. So you're, that's once again, more of the, I want this food. I want the taste of this food. This food sounds good. Um, so that's more into the, um, emotional type of eating cycle. Um, so the other thing we wanted to talk about is, uh, some lessons for my kids. I know I am trying to practice this mindful eating habit all the time for myself. Um, I find that I am most mindful about my eating when I have good company, when I have good conversation at the table. Um, and when I'm distracted, like with stress or projects or work or bad behavior at the table, <laughs> um, you know, uh, with my kids, I, I, you know, I'm less um, mindful about what's going on on my plate and in my body. Um, so I feel like I'm most mindful when I have um, company and good conversation and, and to know that about yourself as well, um, to find that out. But one of the fun things I was watching my kids today and um, 
how they practice mindful eating. So one was they cut and break things into small bites. Um, so they, um, like to break up their food. It might be a little bit of playing, but I do allow that just because, um, you're taking smaller bites. That's a really important thing about mindful eating is taking small bites and slowing down because we don't want to accidentally just eat too quickly. Um, when my kids are given something like a dessert or something they really, really love, um, I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head, the last food that they did this, but some food that they really like mac and cheese or a dessert or something like that. Um, they actually seem to like compete to each other of who can take the longest. Like one will ask, did you take another bite? <laughs> so not that we need to have competitions, but I think there's actually apps on your phone that can like tell you when to pick up the fork and when to put it down. That's another thing of just, um, putting your fork down more often, um, and chewing longer to help you slow down. Um, uh, but I think that's really funny, um, observation I've seen in my kids. And then another one that happened today was, um, they requested a small spoon so I can savor it is what they said. So, um, I personally, I don't know if it's just because I have small hands or, or I just prefer smaller utensils. So I request that a lot. And, um, they are, they've heard me say that, I guess they repeat, we repeat your parents, but thought it was cute to share. Um, and the last thing that they did is they paused for their secret handshake. It was so cute. Uh, today they paused in the middle of their meal and, and, uh, I wanted to do their secret handshake and that's kind of reminding you back to like the good company. So we're not here um, to just enjoy the food thoroughly, which is very important in mindful eating, but we're here to enjoy the environment and the people and the friends and family around us. Um, so that is what I have for you today on the mindful eating. Um, what I want to tell you before we go is three things that can ruin mindful eating and one thing that can make it really hard. So three things that can ruin mindful eating are distractions. So like I said, um, distractions can be in your head. Like you don't have to have like physical distractions in front of you. Um, mine might be just like, I'm thinking about work or a project or a call I need to make or something like that. Um, or distractions be physical, like, um, physical TV in front of you or a physical phone in front of you or a physical screen. Um, so distractions can ruin mindful eating, um, and emotions. Okay. So emotional, um, cycle is not where we're listening to our body. Um, we're kind of listening to our, our emotions. <laughs> um, so if you feel stressed or bored or lonely or, you know, happy, just think about like, we can celebrate with food, but we want to also just celebrate the people and the, and the occasion, not, not just the food. Um, sometimes I think we're focused too much on like the birthday cake. Well, we need to focus on the birthday boy or whatever it might be. Um, and so I think that is one thing to think about is, um, are your emotions or um, things like that causing, um, lack of focus on, um, your body when you're eating. And then the last one is lack of sleep. Um, lack of sleep can cause your hormones to be out of whack and it actually can increase your appetite hormones. 
So when you're increasing your appetite hormones, that's not really helpful um, when you're trying to eat the right amount for your body. Um, so those are the three things that um, can ruin mindful eating. And then one thing that I can that I think of that can make it really hard is once again if we're being um, waiting until we're overly hungry. Um, when I'm overly hungry or hangry, uh, we eat really fast cause we're really hungry. Um, so try not to let that happen, um, when you practice mindful eating. Um, so not skipping meals or going too long without eating. Um, so I hope you found this helpful today. And as always, if you have any questions, hop over to our website, Amago, I-M-A-G-O, Nutrition, and uh, just contact us. We'd be happy to help. Have a good night.